morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome to the Vanguard. We are totally getting an echo, right? We are totally getting an echo, right? Sure. We are totally getting an echo, right? Sure. We are totally getting an echo, right? Sure. We are totally getting an echo, right? Oh, dear. I don't know where that's coming from. I don't know where that's coming from. Okay, I think I fixed it. Okay, uh, I think I fixed it. Nope. Not on my end. Everything is... Uh... I bet I did it. Okay. So. <laughs> hey, everybody. Sorry about that, everybody. Um, I uh, have so many things. Steven has so many things to keep track of. Damn Steven. That damn Steven. And He's going to let us go live without fixing the, the audio. Without fixing the audio. Yeah. Immediately, I started breaking out in sweats because I was like, I don't know where that's coming from. It's Steven. Steven's it's, fault. Yeah, that is straight Steven's fault. All right. So first and foremost, let me thank Low Tide Kava Bar for the Kava that I'm drinking on today's episode. Let me thank Le Bleu for Le, my pure drinking water. Le Bleu. Le Bleu. Le Bleu La Vanaka. Le Bleu La Vanaka. Le Bleu La Vanaka to everybody out there. Exactly. Ah. So, um, the, the, I, what I discovered just now is that the delay on Twitter is basically nothing. Yeah. There's no delay on Twitter. Is that why the, is yeah. that why, is that what the audio was coming from? Yep. <laughs> the audio was coming from Twitter and, yeah. uh, luckily Steven was able to catch that quickly and not make us look too foolish at the beginning. A rare good moment for Steven. A rare good moment for Steven. A rare good Steven moment. <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, Periscope has, like, no delay. It's pretty much like what Caster puts out goes directly to... Facebook has a 17-minute delay, but... <laughs> YouTube's, like, two. Facebook's ten. Yeah. Periscope, you're, you're catching us as live as you possibly can. Exactly. It's like a phone call. Right. So this week has been, from a news standpoint... Insane absolutely insane insane i can't when, it's so insane that i need my microphone closer to me when um, when spike and i were discussing today what we were going to talk about on today's show because again this week has just been absolutely nuts as i'm here. certain all of you already know uh because you're very intelligent people um but <laughs> We were sitting there going back and forth on news stuff to talk about today, and then he mentioned something, and I said, oh, yeah, also, let's talk about this other event, and he was like, oh, my God, how did I forget that? Yeah, that happened a few times. Yeah, and we were sitting there looking at it, and it was like, not only is this one news thing that we forgot huge, but it's also what we figure we need to lead with. <laughs> That's how big it is, but in this yeah. in this week of news, it got buried. It got in, buried. In, yeah, yeah. This week has been absolutely insane in just the sheer number of newsworthy things that have happened, or at least newsworthy to us. And uh, yeah, our lead thing we almost didn't say. Yeah, we almost didn't talk about it. 
it would have been an absolute travesty. So going right ahead with it, <laughs> we're all possibly going to die very soon. All of us. All of us, like nuclear winter. And here's why. <laughs> uh, California Congressman Eric Swalwell. 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 Uh, was talking on Twitter about, about guns and how, um, and I'm not sure how it actually started, um, but I think it started with someone else saying something like, you know, well, we would fight, you know, gun confiscation or something like that. And he said, basically, well, you know, good luck. The U.S. has nukes. Our government has nukes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, technically he's not wrong, but... He's not wrong. He just... He actually correct that the, the U.S. government does have nukes. But he just condoned the United States government using nuclear weapons on its own country. On the United States. The ultimate self-goal by the way, um, or own goal would be nuking yourself because some people uh, didn't want to give up their AR-15. That's <laughs> uh, about it, you know, reducing gun violence, of course. Right. And what better way to reduce gun violence than to kill everybody with nuclear weapons, which is technically not a gun. <laughs> which I'm pretty certain we cannot own legally. Yeah, no, that's that, that would definitely be a disproportionate response. <laughs> that, um, that would... That would be the actual, um, what is it, using a sledgehammer to kill an ant analogy? Or a nuke. Or, or a that nuke. Would be, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a nuke. Your sledgehammer to, to kill an ant with a, a hunting rifle. Um, <laughs> semi-auto hunting rifle. And yeah, so he, uh, he wants to nuke us. And uh, then he, he, kind of, you, he, he kind of backtracked and um, at one point said, well, I didn't threaten to nuke us. And he gave us his as his uh, proof that he didn't threaten a Snopes article saying that he didn't actually threaten us, but that he just, you know, said that we had nukes and would use them if, uh, <laughs> if, you know, someone were to, uh, if necessary, if necessary, we don't want to, we don't want to nuke um, everyone on the, no, cause I mean, again, for those who don't know, you don't, you know, you don't nuke a neighborhood. If you're, if you're dropping, you know, modern era hydrogen bombs, at least a few states are going to be affected by that. One or, um, one or two. One or two. There's going to be some, 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 uh, some blowover. And then there's the whole, you know, the fallout that affects... I mean, when you think the Fukushima reactor in Japan and we're still dealing with, you know, uh, radioactive uh, stuff in the water from that, imagine a nuke going off in like, I don't know, Colorado or, or um, California Imagine a nuke going off in New England anywhere. Like, really anywhere. Re- anywhere. Like there, Iowa. there would be like, no more New England. <laughs> like it would take decades to rebuild New England. Well, I mean, it took them decades to rebuild the Twin Towers, so it would take century, you know, it would take the Japanese decades to rebuild it. It would take us thousands of years to rebuild it. Right. Um, it would it would right. take <laughs> It would take longer than the Mets are going to take to rebuild. Oh, <laughs> sports! Right? I I don't. I know. Follow. I know. I know. But I was like, man, this is just going to be such a great the joke. Cleveland Browns, huh? Yeah. Hey, huh? <laughs> Cleveland Browns. Then Buffalo uh, Bills. Uh, <laughs> New York Jets. I know New York Jets and Cleveland Browns. That's the extent of what I know about bad teams. Um. So yeah. So he uh, he's going to nuke us, and you know it. 
lost in the whole conversation. <laughs> I like how you just said that. So, so, so he's going to nuke us. You got to embrace the new normal, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it's, it, you got to move forward in life. I've learned that uh, recently. Um, so, yeah, I don't think he wants to nuke us. But the fact that he even went there tells me that he has absolutely no problem whatsoever with mass confiscations. Um, you know, we, we talked about last week how, you know, with the Maryland red flag law right. that someone, Gary Willis, I think was his name, um, they went to take his gun and he hadn't committed a crime. And he said no. And they killed him. And I think Swalwell would have no problem with that. I mean, if he even casually talks about nukes, any kind of conventional uh, uh, armed response is, is going to be fine with him. And, and you know, it, it spoke to the you know, and I'm not going to label all Democrats or all politicians, but there are a good number of so-called anti-gun co- politicians that have no problem with gun violence as long as it's being carried out by the state in the effort of disarming us uh, in the name of ending gun violence. Um, so it was, it was, it was a very, um, it was a very instructive thing, especially considering he's talking about the U.S. military and how it's you know the most powerful military on earth, which it, it is. Um, it also has been unable to stop the Taliban in 18 years. Yeah. We're going? So, yeah. 17 years. 17, like 17 years. Trillions of dollars, uh, thousands of dead Americans, tens of thousands, possibly hundreds of thousands of dead Afghans. Taliban's still there. Um, but they're going to totally stop the tens of millions of American gun owners uh, from, from owning weapons. That's, that's definitely going to happen right after they nuke us. That that's that's the uh, that's uh, definitely the uh, easiest option. It's oh these all these Americans who have guns that don't want to give them up. Well, let's nuke them. Nuke them, just but only them. Only them. Not let's not nuke everyone around them that doesn't have guns. Right. So that was fun. Um, <laughs> I mean, this is one of those things that's so absurd that I don't even know where to take it, right? Like someone will say something absurd and you'll go, well, you know, this speaks to the whatever. He said he was going to nuke us. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is one of those where you like call the police and, and say that, you know, someone threatened to hurt you. Um, I don't even know. I mean, Matt, what, where do you even go with that? A sitting congressman said that they're going to use nukes. I mean, the fact that a sitting congressman said that we were going <laughs> to... I've been laughing about this literally since it happened. Um, but yeah, the fact that a sitting congressman uh, said that they were going to, they were going to nuke gun owners who weren't going to turn their guns. Oh, in. <laughs> oh okay. Okay. Well, I guess I, I guess I don't want my AR 15 that bad. <laughs> like, I, like I, I, I was, if the fact that he's st- Hasn't been called out like he's still on Twitter, which that I feel is a violated some sort of. Did they even take his blue check mark? No. So he still got his blue tick. Yeah. And uh, which tells you something because I don't care if. Well, so so Twitter, there has been in the past where Trump has made essentially diplomatic, you know, foreign policy threats. Uh, and people have said to Twitter, well, you know, technically you should remove Trump because he's, you know, threatening to hurt someone. And they said, well, he's a politician. And so it's a little bit different for a head of state to use it, which is instructive because they're admitting that it's the same as someone saying, I'm going to kill you. But because it's legal for a politician to do it. Right. Totally. Uh, they're fair. okay with it. Um, but I, I got to tell you, 
if <laughs> um, I'm just trying to come up with a. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's. Who's a, who's a uh, why can't I I can't come up with a single Republican House of Representatives? No. If Paul Ryan, sure, <laughs> why not? Sure, he's here for two more months, right? Right. If Paul Ryan said, I was trying to come up with like you know a firebrand, but let's say Paul Ryan, good enough, said uh, you know well yeah if you're if you're gonna keep doing third trimester abortions we're gonna nuke you oh he'd be off of twitter so fast there'd be calls for him to be arrested there'd be yeah he'd have to resign he'd have to resign which he did two months left he'd have to resign now right and he'd definitely get kicked off of social media (laughs) but i mean and again we're 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 using a little bit of license here he didn't actually say like we're gonna nuke you but when you say so there's 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 a school of thought here so if i say to you matt if i say there's a difference between me saying i'm gonna kill you matt and saying i have the ability to kill you matt i still take it the same way it's pretty close right it's pretty Uh, darn close (laughs) i'm going to shoot you in the face or i have a gun that i could potentially use to shoot you in the face I have every all of the ingredients available <laughs> to make a shoot Matt in the face. I just need to want to. Right. That's like that. So I just like, like so, how is that? How is, okay. So yeah, he's a head of state. Sure. But how is that? Like if I were to go on Twitter and say, I, have a gun or I have, I have the ability to, I I've got, uh, as everybody learned in fight club, I've got equal parts fertilizer and orange juice concentrate, uh, which makes napalm according to fight club. Um, yeah. And orange juice concentrate. Okay. Yeah. Na- uh, fertilizer, e- equal parts napalm and, or equal parts fertilizer and equal parts, uh, equal parts napalm or fertilizer and orange juice concentrate. You can make napalm. Learn something new every day. Yeah. So if I were to say that, I would say, and I were to say, and I just had a really bad experience, and I had a bad experience at a Starbucks. <laughs> oh, and, and oh, by the way, I have this. And I have this. It doesn't mean I'm going to do it. <laughs> no. But I feel that Starbucks would definitely feel some sort of a threat. <laughs> I have to think that Twitter would have a talking with you. Yeah, like I have a feeling that I wouldn't ever receive my blue check mark. <laughs> Permanent no check mark. Yeah, yeah, at least take the man's check mark. Like, okay, great. You say, well, he's a he's a legislator, so if he's going to talk about nukes, then that's newsworthy. Is is essentially what how they say it is. You know, well, they can do that, which I, is true. Yeah. They could pass a law saying nuke the U.S. over the guns, but uh, <laughs> not advisable. But they could. Yeah, not um, not what sure. we're hoping for. I, I don't think anyone wants that, um, but you could. Um, but yeah, I think at least take his check mark. Like there has to be some level. You know, we talked about deplatforming Nazis. How about people that threaten to nuke um, <laughs> the nation, the country, the entire country? Right, all of it, all of it. Because there, again, there are people you, everywhere. They're not going to turn in their guns. There are no surgical nukes, and yeah. So that was fun. <laughs> um, speaking of politicians. Um, dragging something out for a long time. <laughs> That's a good concession. Um, so, uh, or a segue there. So, we should have been able to say last week that 
uh, what's his name? Kemp. Kemp beat. Stacy. Remember Stacy Abrams. Yeah, Stacy Abrams. But what's what's his first name? Something Kemp. Tom Kemp. No, Tim. I don't remember Kemp's first name. I know it's not. Yeah, I, I know I it's not know. Jack. Is it Jack Kemp? No, Jack Kemp no, was VP no, back Jack in. Is, yeah. So okay, so Kemp, Mr. Kemp beat, uh, or I guess Governor <laughs> Kemp beat uh, Stacey Abrams, um, and Rick DeSantis nope, Ron DeSantis. was up governor of Georgia. Rick DeSantis beat Andrew Gillum for R- Florida governor. R- Ron DeSantis. What did I say? Rick. Rick. And then it's Ron Rick. DeSantis. Yeah, and then Rick Scott. I thought it was Rick. DeSantis. No, you're right. It's Ron DeSantis. Yeah, and then Rick Scott uh, beat uh, um, Ben Nelson for Bill, Florida. Bill Nelson. What did I say? Ben. I'm just going to use last name. DeSantis <laughs> beat Gillum. I got all the. Well, no, I didn't get the Democrats right. Uh, and then uh, Scott beat um, Nelson. Nelson. And we really knew that last week. Right. But um, technically, we called all of those on election night. And then went to bed and woke <laughs> up and found out that everyone else hadn't caught up yet. Yeah. Nobody, nobody else was on the same page that we were on, which I thought was weird because I figured we called it. <laughs> Should have listened. They Again, guys, if you need to know what's going to happen, you only need shortly one after it happens, then there's no better source than here. Um, because we called those three elections like over a week before <laughs> any of the majors did. Right. We did. Or even the election boards. Yeah. We called we called all of those the night of the election. I saw the, the lead and I went, that that one that happened. Yeah. Like I mean, once it's over like a thousand vote spread, okay, well then that's over. Pretty much. Um now, so that's what happened. So they finally conceded. I did hear that all three of those people are just accepted jobs at movie theaters. In the concessions department. Oh, in the concessions department. Cleveland Brown. Um, so they. Uh, I've been yeah, waiting so to they, use that joke for three days. It's beautiful. It was a beautiful joke. There, there have to be more concessions, concessions jokes that we can make. I'm sorry. Um, I'll work on that. Um, so they finally did. Um, Nelson and, and Gillum, their concession speeches were fairly, you know, uh, magnanimous and just. You know, well, we, you know, it was a f- well-fought race, uh, and you know, we we uh, you know, congratulations to our respective opponent, Stacey Abrams. Um, <laughs> she went the other way. <laughs> the other way with her concession. She actually had two concessions. The first one was to say that democracy has failed America, yep. and uh, and to blast. Um, well, no, no, no. The first one was to blast mm, Kemp, Mr. <laughs> Kemp whatever his first name is. Former Secretary uh, of State Kemp. Yeah, Secretary of State Kemp, former Secretary of State Kemp, for the way that he handled the election. And that, you know, some, and I, I believe there was some discussion about racism there. And then um, the following day or a couple days later, she made her official concession where she said democracy had failed everyone, which is what happens um, when your side loses. Right. Democracy his name failed. is Brian, by the way. Brian? Right? That doesn't sound right at all. I know I Is said that name Brian? a thousand times on election night. I would have just said Kemp, Jack, over and over again. Yeah. But yeah, no, his name is Brian Kemp. 
Oh, and I'm sure I said Brian Kemp then. I would have never, if you had given me five minutes to guess his first name, I would have never come up with Brian. No, Brian never would have come up. So Brian Kemp uh, beat Stacy Abrams. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so she she is, um, she wanted everyone to know she's not happy. She is not. No. She's not happy. <laughs> she's not happy. And, and, and honestly, I don't think she should be unhappy because she came... I mean, she didn't win. She didn't come. Wouldn't say she came close to winning, but it was a lot closer than you would expect a a um, governor's race to be in Georgia. Like that's a fairly Republican state, and she did. I mean, she came she, almost close enough to force it into a runoff. Right. She still lost. But I mean, that's that's a and she's relatively young, so I mean, there's no reason she couldn't run again. Um, so she's really angry, and and people keep when I ask, you know, why are you, you know, sure that that the election was stolen? And they talk about that there were a few, um, I guess there were a few um voting machines that were delivered without. Uh, the plugs or something. Yeah, th- and, they just stayed in the wrapper or something like that. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. They didn't have the plugs, but I don't. I haven't heard of, and maybe there have been. I haven't heard of anyone that actually like did, wasn't able to vote, or at least not to the scale that would have changed the outcome of the election. Right. So, yeah. I mean that that. Yeah, people people all over uh, Georgia, well, all over the country, I don't know how much this is actually happening in Georgia, but just based on social media and news outlets and things like that, people all over have been talking about how there was voter suppression by Brian, um, by, by good old Brian. Uh, oh, Brian, no. Yeah, by Brian out in uh, Georgia, and that he had planned this entire thing, and that um, the vote, the some of the voting... Um, machines had never gotten opened. Um, the unbelievably racist voter ID laws uh, kept people from voting, um, and because they didn't have ID, because they didn't have ID, right? Um, and um, there was a third one I don't remember off the top of my head, but they were talking about how there was all this voter suppression happening, and uh, a bunch of. Um voter registrations had been in revoked. incorrectly removed. Right. But those people were still able to vote. They were given a provisional val- ballot. They had to have their ID anyway. So they gave their ID, they put in their information. And as far as I know, their ballots were still counted. Right. Um, and even if, you know, because people say, well, you don't know that all of them were counted. Well, unless it was to the magnitude that it actually changes the outcome of the election, then it doesn't really matter if 200 people, you know, it's one thing to say that's unfortunate that, that that happened, but if 200 people were completely suppressed of their ability to vote, it still doesn't change the outcome If 2000 were, it still doesn't change the outcome of the election. Um, So here's my thing with democracy. I'm the resident anarchist here. So this is how democracy works. It works that you have, I mean, was it uh, Stalin that said that it doesn't matter who votes, it matters who counts the votes? Yeah, I think that's that yeah, sounds, Stalin. That sounds very Soviet, but I, I think it was either Lenin or Stalin. That's how democracy works. The way democracy works is that you have like people that everyone hates that are in charge of counting uh, who voted, and they also have an immediate self-interest in 
it going their way. In this case, the, literally the guy who was in charge of the elections, the secretary of state was the guy running for, um, uh, for governor. But even in Florida, you have uh, Brenda Snipes who just resigned. Yes. Um, who was the, Thank God. Who was, what's that? <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> who was the supervisor of elections for Broward County. She's a Democrat. Everyone knows she's a Democrat. She runs as a Democrat. She has a vested interest in Democrats winning. And it's impossible to have, you know, unless everything is machine run and, and then someone still has to run the machines, it's impossible to not have bias in there. So if you, you know, Stacy came into this election knowing she was going to be running against. I like the how Secretary. we're now on first name basis with all these people. <laughs> Brian and Stacy. Right. Brian and Stacy. Brian and Stacy. Yeah, so Stacy knew that she was going to be, that she was going to go up against Brian. Right. She knew he was Secretary of State. That- she knew all of this stuff. And now she's upset because it didn't go her way. And and I'd say the same thing if it had gone the other way around. And, you know, Brian Kemp was saying, good old Brian was saying, well, you know, she told illegals to vote. And that's why I lie. like this is how democracy works. And if, if you're going to. If you're going to, pl- you know, play by the rules of democracy, you don't really have much of a position to get upset if it doesn't go your way. Yeah, if you're if you're going to play by the rules of democracy and actually play by the rules of democracy, which Florida doesn't. We don't. I mean, I, I get that now. Like I've lived here for half a decade and we, if we get an election, right, that's worth celebrating. Um, but yeah, since 2000, we've screwed, we've screwed up most of them, uh, somehow, uh, national, national election. Yeah. Yeah. There was a really famous one about 20 years ago. Um, but yeah, but if you're going to play by the rules of, of by the rules of democracy, the odds are forty five percent of the people are going to be upset, and they're going to bitch about how democracy doesn't work. Right. Until they win, and then you know, and then it, right, and then it help. works. Right. Yep. yep. But yeah, it's if you're playing, example of that. So I'm sure everyone, all of our beloved viewers, remember when. Uh, in the run-up to the actual election day in 2016, it looked very much like Hillary was going to win, and Trump was already using all this rhetoric about how the election was rigged and that you know that you know illegals were out voting and that this was a you know an assault on the American people and he, you know all of these things and he sort of um, he started he that dialogue. Came, what's that? He started the election fraud dialogue. He did. He actually did. He started the whole rigged election, you know, uh, nomenclature that that ended up being co-opted um and so every and i remember uh you know obama said you know oh it's not rigged you're just losing and all of this stuff and then he ends up winning and it was a complete sea change all of the people that were saying this was a rigged election and our system was run by the deep state and there was nothing any of us could do about it um we're now saying you know this is a hallowed system created by our founders and we need to respect it and the ones that had been saying all of that before we're now saying you know russia did this this was putin you know, destroyed our election system. This is democracy. This is groups of people in forced association with each other voting to see who gets harmed the most and who gets harmed the least. And if you lose and you get harmed the most, you're the one that one of the ones that wanted to do this. So I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. And I mean, democracy is never going to be perfect, especially because as we all say, as as people who are very pro-government say, you know, people are bad, so we need people to rule us. Right. I, don't, I don't understand the logic, but that's what they say. Uh, but in elections, 
people are voting and then people are counting the votes. And for anybody out there, the seven of you who watch slash listen to this, um, who understand what I'm about to say in the movie election starring Matthew Broderick and Reese Witherspoon and Chris Klein from the nineties. Um, he messes with the election because he didn't want her to win. Like that's democracy. <laughs> they, that's democracy works. Yeah. yeah. They pointed it out in a movie making fun of a high school election. And they pointed it out then and it still happens today. And it was happening long before that. And it's going to happen for years yeah. past because yeah. whoever's counting the votes kind of has the ability to do that. Yeah. And, and, and again, this is like the people that go, well, we just need government to work right. And the government is working right. This is how government works. It's a monopoly of violence and they've centralized the, the presumed authority to be able to tell you what to do even more so than you can tell yourself. And uh, this is how it works, you know, with hum- you add human nature to these systems and, and it is what it is. So that's what happens with democracy. So speaking of a massive, destructive uh, event that has in a, in a, well. This may have been a better one to follow the nuclear one. With. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Speaking of, okay, well, it's, it's, having already spoken earlier about yeah. hellfire, um, killing lots of people. Um, <laughs> there's the, a fire. <laughs> there's an actual fire, a literal fire. Killing lots um, of people. California called the Camp Fire um, is what they've named it. I'm not sure why. And it has killed, as of when I read it. Yeah, I was going to say three o'clock, this after, three o'clock this afternoon. It was 77 people. Yeah. Yeah. It was 77 people as of earlier today. Still hundreds. I think the number of people missing is still going up. Um, and it's absolutely devastating. Um, I have uh, friends that live out there that are hours away from the actual fire who are saying that, you know, the sky is thick with smoke and it's affecting their breathing. And I mean, it's, it's an absolute nightmare what's happening there. Um, and of course, uh, because this is how politics works, we're seeing the blame game happen between Trump and uh, Governor Brown, Jerry Brown. That I know. That one I know. Um, and, I think he's been uh, a governor there since the 70s. Exactly. Yeah. So he's been governor long enough for me to remember that. And uh, park officials, I think, are getting in on the blame game. Um, mostly it's Trump blaming people. Right. But then there's also people that will like look you straight in the eye uh, and tell you that Donald Trump is doing this. Like his policies are why. I don't know if people remember when Hurricane Florence was headed towards us. Uh, someone wrote an article in the Washington Post that said Donald Trump is responsible for this hurricane. And they're doing that now with the fire. And Trump is blaming the California government. He's also saying that the president of Finland has a special message for all of us, which is to rake. We need to rake the leaves. And that that will that'll stop the fires. So that was helpful. Thank you for that. That is is that okay? So that's where that meme came from. That's that's what. So Trump said that he was talking to the president of Finland, as one would, right, and because, and that the president of Finland said something like, "We're a forest nation, and we don't get fires like this. Rake our leaves." And um, so, I, I mean, it's good advice, really. <laughs> I guess so. I guess. Like I, 
I don't know a lot about forest fires. I do know, I remember I was in, well, this had to be before drugs, so it was seventh or eighth grade, and my science teacher showed us a video about um, how back in the day, forest fires weren't as bad as they used to be because fires, these smaller fires would burn naturally and that would kill the smaller trees in the brush and it would never get strong or intense enough to kill the, the, the large mature trees. And that that was, you know, how they kept, um, you know, how they kept fires from, that, that, that's why naturally these massive fires didn't happen. But that once the park systems came in and they would actively look for any fires and put them out, um, that after that, um, you know, now that's why these massive wildfires happen. I don't know if that's true or not. I don't uh, know. Actually, that sound that's actually pretty. That's actually pretty accurate. Uh, I had a I, there was this. I, I, I can't really call her a friend. There was this girl that I knew for a very very short period of time. Okay. Like a night, if you know what I mean. And her <laughs> forest fires during. This? Well, th- that was her job. She would start the fires and she was like, she would start the fires in order, like, and they did a contained burns and she was explaining to me how that worked. So I'm right. Yeah. I, that it's, that was many years ago and I was very, very drunk that night. So I don't remember exactly, but, uh, that, that sounded very, uh, similar to what she was saying. Very similar. I wasn't really caring what she was saying but then um, if they are doing that then why are we getting these you know what she's doing it wrong well she does it she was doing it in the east coast where there are no oh <laughs> not so the west coast you didn't get matt's uh, lady friend <laughs> uh, over there to, to do the controlled fires right or even just a rake right just a rake just I bet she can break very well everybody in california needs a rake if every single Californian commits to rake like a hundred square feet, which is not a lot. No, it's really not. Ten by ten. That's more than enough to stop to stop the file the wildfire. So yeah, so the raking and uh there have been some fun memes from that. And uh you know, it sucks because like this is an active disaster where people are probably still dying and there are many more that are dead that we don't even know of. And we've become such a jaded culture. That in the midst of that, we are sharing memes about it. <laughs> Including people that are like right there. Yeah. I mean, it's not even like just people that are removed from it, like us that are on the other no, side. People, people in, right in that county are sharing rake memes. My, fr- my friends in San Diego have been sharing memes from it. That is where we are. That is. Society, you know. We were, ta- we were talking about this um, last night, just how we've become so desensitized to everything. And I think it's personally, I think a lot of it's because of Facebook and Twitter and YouTube and social media in general. Uh, oh, yeah, you just get inundated with stuff. Like you just, it's a constant. And your choice really is you have to laugh at this stuff or nothing. And, and it, it's all over the place. So you will see someone talk about an ethnic genocide that's happening to the Rohingya Muslims in Myanmar right now. Uh, I'm very proud of myself that I said that right. Yeah, that, uh, that was good. I've t- it was good, right? Yeah, like that was, was felt natural. Um, or, you know, what's happening in Yemen uh, with the, you know, the Saudi uh, bombing of Yemen. And then the very next thing will be, you know, a puppy that, you know, that befriended a turtle. And, and you know, and, and like... It's turning us into like people that can't really like 
have an emotional moment with something like, well, look at that. And we shout react or angry react the thing about Yemen. And then we happy read the haha react or heart react the, the turtle and the dog. And it's all happening in like 25 seconds. And we haven't really processed any of it. Um, so the meme thing is just like, ha ha. <laughs> rakes. <laughs> we and, need rakes. You know, like I'm going to be off today because you know, we got to move our stuff out because the fire's headed this way. <laughs> but how about those rakes, huh? But I did it with the, the hurricane. I was literally sharing hurricane memes as we were fleeing the hurricane. Yeah. When, uh, when, the, hur- when the hurricane last year, I don't even remember the name of that hurricane, was coming, was barreling up the coast of uh, the Gulf of Mexico to hit us. Um, like, we were just, many people were like, why would we leave? Like, this is our house. I'm not leaving. And others were sharing memes as they were driving out of town. I'm not leaving. I'll, I'll miss hundreds of memes in that time. Right. So oh, there, there'll be so much good quality meme making material in that time. Like the guy that stands out there in the content memes. Right. From the wreckage that was my hometown. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's that. Uh, But yeah, so our thoughts and prayers are definitely out with the hurricane, with the fire people. And um, maybe a hurricane will come. And, maybe. God, that would just put it, put it out or just spread it. Oh, God, would it spread it? it? I mean, with the wind. Yeah, but it's a wet wind. Oh, but you're right. Yeah, but I mean, it's going to start out not. <laughs> That's just going to push the fire further inland. Oh, you're right. Okay, so we don't want that. No, we don't. Maybe, uh, a tsunami. <laughs> if a tsunami were to come. That kind of put no, I guess you're right. That would just be pure water right off the bat. Right. So if a tsunami came, <laughs> the silver lining there is that the campfire's the, the campfire's out. And and the meme, uh, can you imagine that meme? Um so speaking of <laughs> a thing happening that someone dies from, Juan Lopez. Oh yes, Juan Lopez. I was like, I gotta get back to my notes. <laughs> um, I was like, I don't know where we're going with that one. So there what? was a shooting in Mercy Hospital in Chicago. Today, um, right? Was that today? It was two days ago. Two days. Yesterday. Yesterday. Yesterday or the day before. Okay. Um, a guy named Juan Lopez goes into Mercy Hospital in Chicago. He shoots his ex-girlfriend, a doctor named uh, Tamara O'Neill. Um, he also kills a police officer, wounds another police officer, and kills a physician's, a physician's assistant. Physician's assistant. I was going to say dental hygienist. But. Hopefully it wasn't my physician's assistant. Hopefully not. Did she, did she also moonlight in, in Chicago? <laughs> I don't know. I didn't get that far in conversation with her. Okay, well, hopefully not. Hopefully um, and the reason I wanted to talk about this, besides the fact that it's terrible that this guy, you know, you know, he, he got presumably rejected by his ex, and so he goes and kills her, is that... This was a, a fairly big news item, and everyone just kind of threw away whatever their predictable response was and went back to sharing rake memes. Right. And I mean, so in the, so in this one, I was actually kind of surprised when you had it on the list. It, it's a jilt, it's a typical jilted lover story, right, 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 right. Guy shows up at the hospital. Somebody came out. Somebody came out. Um, 
another doctor or something came out and was like, hey, man, you shouldn't be here. And he just shows the gun. And when the guy went back in to alert for help, that's when he shoots uh, Dr. Tamara O'Neill. And he shoots her once. And then he shoots her three more times after she hits the ground. Um, and then he, the police heard gunshots. They weren't even on the call. They just heard gunshots and they showed up. Um, and they ended up killing the guy after he killed two people, uh, after two more people. Um, so I was, I, I was actually kind of surprised because it's a, it's a jilted lover story, um, in Chicago, which is essentially a triple homicide, which is newsworthy in Chicago, apparently, because if it's not a double homicide, they don't report it. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. It was just enough homicides to, to be more than just a normal Chicago homicide. Right. It was the only reason I even brought it up was it was just interesting to me that everyone sort of, if they even mentioned it at all, they would say something like, "Oh, the war on police," or which it wasn't. It wasn't, and that's why I was kind of surprised that you brought it up is because it wasn't a war on police. It was, I mean, yeah, technically it is the good guys with the gun stopped the bad guy with a gun. Um, Pretty much, it was. Yeah, I mean, it was someone. Yeah, it was a good guy with a gun, but it just surprised. It was like everyone either you know war on police or gun violence or. you know, it wasn't a Muslim. It was because now Hispanics are white. It was an angry white guy or or the people. It was a toxic masculinity. It was just weird how everyone just sort of kind of threw out something and then went back to memeing about rakes and, you know, elections or whatever. It was just it was odd to me that, like, and I guess it goes back to what we were talking about. Like, no one humanizes stuff anymore. We just sort of like I was and I was I was going to say basically that is. We've become so desensitized with uh, the shooting that just happened in Southern California, uh, right. the the yeah. the Stone Stoneman Douglas uh, shooting here in Florida. You had yeah. the um, I think San Antonio Texas church shooting, the uh, the the synagogue shooting in Pennsylvania Pittsburgh, I think. Yeah, yeah. Like where you have all of these huge, massive things, and it's people doing it for political reasons or people doing it like. With banned weapons, this guy, I mean, it's Chicago, so it's a banned weapon, I think. I'm not really sure how Chicago's gun laws work. I know they're just really strict. Yeah, I, I doubt he was allowed to have, well, for, for, if nothing else, he wasn't allowed to have it in the hospital. Well, he never went in. Oh. It was all outside. Rare loophole. Yeah. You stand outside. Yeah, so he, um, so everything about it, minus, like, and I don't know if, he was a member of the Chicago Fire Academy, which I think, mm. but he got kicked out. Um, so I don't know if while he was in there, he obtained, because uh, the, the, the security guard that got shot and killed last week that we reported on. Yep, yep. Uh, he was allowed to have his firearm. So I don't know if this guy was allowed to have his firearm. So mm. I don't know if he was legally owning a handgun or illegally owning a handgun. Um but he illegally killed people. He did illegally kill people. No matter which, he did illegally kill people. He was in a no murder zone when he uh, when he discharged his firearm. So, but this really didn't care what the rules said. Right? Yeah, obviously. But the way that I saw it was the reason that this story didn't like make a lot of news is because we have become decent. Like here in America, not Chicago, but America, if it's not. I'm going to say seven or more people dying right. in, in a gunfire, in a gunfire, in a gunshot scenario. The media doesn't care because that's not, okay, this guy was an angry ex who went to kill his ex, 
ex-fiance and shot two other people trying to get out. And then he ended up getting shot. Okay. Jilted lover story. Nobody cares anymore. Yeah. That's it's just, it's, it's, it was more commentary on how like jaded we've become. And we started it with the fire thing, but it sort of just like <laughs> we oh, started it by making fun of the fires. It's what people do now. Like, I mean, it it's, it's literally like people hear something. And I mean, that's why nobody's heard of Juan Lopez. That's why when you messaged me about it, I was kind of surprised. Like, like another reason I was surprised, I was like, really? Juan Lopez, huh? Juan Lopez. Called Juan Lopez. Um, Tamara O'Neill, rest in peace. Ta- yes. I mean, and and, and I mean, to the police no. officer and the physician's assistant. And the physician's assistant and the police officer. It's terrible. Um, speaking of the, a thing happening that... The, <laughs> I don't have a good segue here. So yeah, Trump has not I, had a I was like, I have no idea how you're jumping from one Trump to the next year. had a good week in court. Speaking of not having a good week around <laughs> others, um, two different things that judges have blocked Trump. Um, the first one, uh, so Trump, uh, with this caravan that's coming from Honduras and is now in part of, part of the caravan is now in Tijuana. Um, oh, have you seen the videos of that? I've seen many videos of that. God, and the, the people in Tijuana are pissed off. Like, they, they don't are, want people they there. They don't want them there. They're basically squatting there. Yeah. And again, and so I'm, you know, I'm a freedom of movement type of person. I, I'm not a fan of, of immigration laws to begin with. There's also such a thing as just like squatting. And, um, the, you know, I, and in their defense, these are the, you've got thousands of literally penniless people who are subsiding um, I saw a video. It was a mother that has traveled from Honduras to. Um, she ended up deciding to stay in. Starts with a T. Somewhere in Mexico, not Tijuana, but somewhere else in Mexico. Um, she decided to decided to stay there. But these are people that like literally have nothing. They don't have any food. They're going to shelters. They're begging for food. Some people are stealing. Like they don't have anything, and so, or at least a lot of them don't have anything. And so they're basically everywhere they go, unless there's a camp or something set up for them, they just end up squatting everywhere. So the people right. of Tijuana are pissed off. Trump uh, introduced an asylum ban that said an executive order stating that um, the only way that you'll be allowed to apply for asylum is if you go to one of the border checkpoints that you can't enter illegally and then and then uh, apply for asylum. Um, even though I guess apparently, and I, I didn't, I was surprised to hear this. Apparently there's a law that says that if you're applying for asylum, you don't have to enter the country legally, um, which I found interesting. That's interesting. Um, I didn't know that. It was weird. So yeah. And it turns out it's like, I looked it up. It turns out it's true. Um, so the judge was well within his right. So a judge blocked his, um, blocked his executive order and said, you can't do that. There's a law that says they, if someone's applying for asylum, they can come however they want. And um, tr- Trump went out today uh, d- during a press thing at the, uh, I think in the Rose Garden, and he blasted, <laughs> he blasted the Ninth Circuit. He went off on them so hard. He's like, the Ninth Circuit is making it where we can't, if you're on our side, you're going to lose, and we just have to spend more money at the Supreme Court. And I was like, whoa, like he went off this morning. Well, I know he said um, he he was doing his pardoning of the turkeys, 
and he said that, you know, I'm pardoning the turkeys, but this might get overturned by the Ninth Circuit. Um, <laughs> don't hold your breath. And um, which was funny. And uh, but honestly, like when I first heard that the judge had blocked it, I'm like, this is a judge with an axe to grind. You know, the, again, the people that were that I was first hearing it from, they were all conservative. So they were like, you know, he was appointed by Obama. And I was like, yeah, OK, I, I looked it up. He really like can't do it. Like there's actually a law that says that if you apply for asylum, it doesn't matter how you entered. Um, so he, you know, if if they want to change that, they have to change that law, which I think that has to go through Congress. Yeah, it has to go through Congress. Um, that isn't happening. Um, not unless uh, they push it through in the next month. Yeah, I was going to say unless it happens before January, that ain't happening. And I'm not sure what happened even before then. Um, because historically, Republicans did not have a problem with illegal cheap labor coming here. It was only recently in the last 15 years or so that Republicans started caring about that, um, or at least Republican politicians. And so, so that <laughs> happened. And then also, uh, Jim Acosta, who accosted um, the uh, the lady that tried to take his mic, the, the in intern, the White House press that pool. poor, adorable-looking intern. It's like she looked like an eight-year-old girl. She did. She looked so young. Oh, man, I have the mic. He's like, Hacha! and um, what was that? Austin Powers judo chop. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It looked like someone photoshopped that. It looked like he was doing the E Honda hundred hand slap from Street Fighter, <laughs> and um, which is somewhat accurate. And uh, and apparently there was this whole controversy over people thinking that they had doctored the video. Yeah, I just heard about that today. It turned out that all it was was the difference in frame rate. So what happened was someone had had taken a video, compressed it down into a GIF, and then had used that GIF in their video. And that it caused the motions to be a little bit more jerky, which looked like they were you know, making it look like he was like karate chopping her hard right. when he was just sort of like pushing her and yeah, saying, he just no, kind of pushed her mic. away a little bit. Well, right. Her arm but down. it wasn't like a like true, that, like, you like, know, so it, it get, it was doctored quote unquote by just compression, but it, it, was, it was just an odd aside. And I, I hadn't realized that that was even a controversy, but um, so the, a judge possibly the same, I don't know. I probably not the same judge uh, told Trump that he had to give Jim Acosta his press pool pass back. Right. And I'm not sure why. Um, okay, so there is the reasoning behind it is because there are technically no rules or guidelines that they need to follow while being a member of the press pool, which is okay. why the Trump administration is now um, coming out with a rules and guidelines for members of the press. But they're okay. doing a loss. Uh, I believe CNN and other members are doing a lawsuit um, against this administration uh, to say that you don't have a right to take our press pass away from us. But they don't understand what that's going to open up because they're going to try to set guidelines of what it's going to take to have in order to be a member of the press pool. But it's actually going to open it up and you're going to end up with like Chank Younger sitting in the press pool right or, or alex jones sitting in the press pool and god willing us me because you would you, go not me i'm not i probably am not allowed on federal property probably not um but one of us sitting in the press pool or maybe at that point if we could get in the press pool uh we'd be able to hire a correspondent <laughs> 
Steven. We'll send Steve, Steven. We'll still, yeah, we'll send Steven. He's not doing great on this one. That, I'm sure. Right. But that was, so I haven't really followed it closely, but my whole thing was, if you're saying that the White House can't say who can be there or not, would that mean anyone can be there? Like right. again, I, I didn't. I didn't read the ruling. I don't know if they're saying you know, you know, no backsies on on the press pass. Like once you have your hard pass, you can't have it ever taken from you or something. I, I didn't get it, but I'm like, I just kept thinking. I'm like, well, I want one. Like, I mean, if we're if we're giving out press pass, if we're saying that that the the president, which may be true, if we're saying that the president isn't legally allowed to stop people from being at the White House press pool, then I want to be there. Like, I mean. Uh, so I, I I probably should have read more about it, but anyway, so, so Trump did not have a good. No, he's not having he's not having a good month. He was not having a good month in the a good week in the courts or a good month. He did better in the midterms than I thought he was going to do, but he he not not doing good in the courts. So I mean, did he though? He ended up losing a lot more house seats than either one of us thought. Yeah, but we were so. And he ended up gaining the pretty much what it looks like anyway is going to be the exact amount of how, uh, Senate seats that we both. Yeah, we think. nailed the Senate seats. We it looks Senate. like yeah. it looks like unless, and we're about to talk about it. Uh, it looks like it, he's going to have a net gain of two, or the Republicans are going to have a net gain of two seats, which would mean that we were a hundred percent correct on that. Right. The House completely botched. I said that the Democrats were going to take the House, but I didn't think they were going to take thirty-five seats 35 or thirty-five seats. Yeah. How many is it? 35, I think. Yeah, 35 seats. Um, but so the average for, oh, what is it? The average for the number of seats Lost. that a the party out of power. The, 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 so, okay. So if a president has an under 50% approval rating when a midterm comes, the opposite party, whatever party the president is not a member of, on average gains 37 seats in midterm in the house in midterm election I thought it was 44 oh i saw 37 uh, i mean I, I might be looking at i think we're looking at the same stat they may have just framed framed it differently yeah so whatever the number was they actually underperformed because he's not a pot like i mean he's well under 50 percent and but that also depends on which poll you look at if you look at Rasmussen, he's at 49, I think, today. I'm not 100% sure. I, I, I don't look at Rasmussen. Yeah, ever, I mean, since, ever since Scott Rasmussen left Rasmussen Reports and sold it, it's, it's, they've not, they said that Trump was going to win the popular vote in the election. Like, I, they, they're pretty, they're pretty skewed. In but they were, but they were dead on when it came to how many electoral votes he would get. It, that's correct. They, they did, they did correctly. Which states they would did win. say that Romney was going to win in 16. Yeah, uh, 12. 12. Yeah, but yes, that, 12. That's what I was thinking because that was what I hung on to in 2012 when I was still a Republican. Um, was that Rasmussen said, Never since that happened, I said, Screw Rasmussen. Um, <laughs> so, uh, it's more of a personal thing, but um, so yeah, so I uh, I don't, I, I can't say, like, I mean, yes, he they the Republicans lost the house, but I mean. In retrospect, that was sort of gonna happen anyway, right? Um, and they kept they gained seats in the Senate. They didn't do as poorly with the the governor's uh, 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 seats as I they. I think they lost they, seven. That's not bad. That's not bad. They had like forty of them. Like I mean, it, you know, like they came in with a lot to lose, and they didn't really, they didn't really do as bad as I thought. So, but yeah, but in court, 
bad week in court for Trump. Yeah. Bad week in the forest for Trump as well. Um, so if, if you're with Trump, don't don't follow him into the forest or the courts. Now, going back to the uh, Honduran caravan, and yes. I'm, I'm going to preface this by I don't know if this is true yet because literally when I went to go get my cava, uh, there was a guy that get, that goes there and he always wants to talk to me about politics and he always tells me about things that happen that sometimes I fact check and other times I just forget. I didn't have time to fact check this one, but I'm going to say it anyway. Allegedly, the Honduran president who this caravan is escaping from right. said... I am really worried about the people, about my people going into America because I don't think they'll be treated fairly. Now, again, I'm going to restate, I don't know the accuracy of that, but I want that to be so true. That would be hilarious, especially because the reason that they're fleeing Honduras is because because of of how brutal he is, specifically to them. Right. The, the the video that I saw of the mother of two sons and a daughter that was that ended up staying in Mexico, but she was part of the caravan. She was fleeing because her husband had been murdered by the by the police there. Um, Honduras is in a and the, the U.S. government is is at least partially comp- complicit in the destabilization of, of the situation in Honduras. Um, the Honduran government has been absolutely brutal. Uh, to the the people that voted in the, for the political opposition, and it's a pretty closely divided d- divided country. So that means about half the country is being brutalized. Yep. So if you said that, that would be uh, that would be meme worthy. That would be absolutely meme worthy. Like literally, I when I texted you and I said, "Hey, just uh, picking up my cab and I'm heading heading to uh, call you." Uh, right. He said that to me on the way out the door, and I was like, "No, that can't." He. No. Well, you give me 50% of the time you give me good information, so I might run with this one tonight. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it could be true. It, it could, could be true. It, it wouldn't surprise me if it was true. It would be hilarious. It would be really good. But speaking of people with Hispanic names saying stupid things, that was a good segue. That was a good segue. That was an amazing segue, guys. Okay, that was that. an amazing segue. They'll, they'll really learn that in a second. What's that? They're going to learn that in a second. How good, learn how good this this segue was. Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, <laughs> newly minted Congresswoman elect representing fa- the Bronx. Yeah, the Bronx, I think. The Bronx. The face of the Democratic Party for the future. The new face of the of the left. Yes. Not. Of the entire worldwide left, um, Socialist International uh, spokesperson, Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez. Is it Ocasio uh, or Ocasio? I think it's Ocasio. Probably Ocasio. <laughs> Alexandra, we're on first nerd. We're, you know, Brian and, and Stacy and Brian, Alexandra. Right. Um, she said that she wants to, she said, you know, we can, if we fight, we'll be able to get back all three chambers of Congress, and then she goes, no, 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 wait, no, uh, no. <laughs> oh, oh, and so to her credit, she realized that she had misspoken, which you know, hey, you know what, people misspeak, and then she said, or, or all, well, no, I meant all three chambers of government, which again, I was like, okay, good, the chambers of government being the presidency, the Senate, and the House, 
which i mean you were closer you were t- closer than before right i um, mean you you were definitely heading in the right direction but you should have given it a little bit more thought before you just started spitting she almost accidentally disclosed the secret third chamber of congress um, <laughs> the one they're which, not allowed to tell us about what's that the one they're not allowed to tell us about one that yeah the one that the, the illuminati right house, house that, of illuminati deep state you pray um now so for those who don't know the three and i've never heard them described as chambers but the three branches of government are the executive the, the white house the uh, legislative which is the congress and senate and the judiciary um which is the supreme court right. and the federal court system um it's called a tri it's the tricameral uh system of government i believe it's called um right yeah um and and so if you asked the average american so i'm not gonna i'm not beating up on her too much because this wasn't like her saying when when obama said 57 states um right. or said marine corps or said marine corps which trump did too by the way trump, did he? Trump, yeah he said marine corps oh. but he said it like corpse which I guess is how Obama said it. But yeah, so... <laughs> I was like, how is that different? <laughs> well, you know, it, it, it was softer. The P was softer. Um, anyway, so uh, it's not different at all. Uh, <laughs> so uh, if you ask the average American what the three chambers of government are, I can almost guarantee you that 70% of them are n- not going to get that right. No, God, no. But they're also not about to be in the House of Representatives. This is a woman who has been presented to us as a genius who knows better than possibly every politician who's come before her. Um, I've read articles that start with stuff like move over Bernie, here comes Alexandria. And, you know, the idea that this, you know, young uh, Latina uh, with her master's in, I think, sociology um and, and an economics degree um that she is you know smarter than every other person on the block and yet i have yet to see her give an interview that would come off as a total airhead now somebody actually posted this on our wall moments before we started the show uh she or because i posted the picture of her making that insane comment And then uh, a guy posted from 2003 to 2007, Ocasio-Cortez attended Yorktown High School where she won second prize in the Intel International Science and Engineering Fair with a research project on microbiology. As a result, the International Astronomical Union named a small asteroid after her. Didn't know that. In high school, she took part in the National Hispanic Institute's Lorena de Zavala I hope I said that right. Youth legislative session. She later became the LDZ Secretary of State while she attended Boston University. Ocasio-Cortez had a John F. Lopez Fellowship. In 2008, while Ocasio-Cortez was a sophomore at Boston, her father died of lung cancer. Don't know what that has to do with her intelligence, but okay. During college, she was an intern in the immigration office of U.S. Senator Ted Kennedy. She graduated cum laude from Boston University's College of Arts and Sciences with a bachelor's degree in economics and international relations, to which I responded, 
that doesn't speak well of Yorktown schooling, Ted Kennedy, or Boston University as far as educating around the po- political process or economics. Or the John Lopez Fellowship or any of those other, right, other yeah, things. Right, like, yeah. I could have pulled them all down, but uh, it's just like I'm pulling three and just running. Like that. Right. So, okay. I, that's a, an appeal to authority there. Right. Um, but <laughs> if, if we're counting fallacies, um, <laughs> she keeps saying stupid stuff. Mm-hmm. And she keeps saying stuff like, I don't really know how this works. She said that like at least four or five times right. in, in discussing like the Mideast peace process. And the, uh, I think it was something related to the, the ways and means of, of how government funds things. And that's cute when you're running a little. It's not really cute anymore. And, and the fact that she got all of those, I don't think she's necessarily dumb i think she just doesn't care to know this stuff she already knows what she thinks she needs to know right. which is that all the stuff that she wants is a human right and that therefore government should just give it to us somehow and and that there's not really any reason for her to learn further about it i don't think she's dumb at all and i think she just doesn't care to know right and the way i put it on instagram somebody else left a comment i'm not going to pull that one up too um but somebody else left a comment and they said well i don't know I think that she misspoke and then trying to correct herself, she made another mistake. It happens to me all the time, um, but it doesn't mean I don't know. And I said, I get that. I understand that that happens. It happens to me all the time. People watching this show can probably... Oh, I'm sure. They could probably point out many mistakes that I've made. I'm I'm sure. But the question is, with her, it happens so often. Is it a question of she just keeps having these little gaffes where she makes tiny little mistakes? Or is she actually ignorant to the process and what is happening? Yeah, I, I... She's reaching the point, or I think she has reached the point that she is ignorant to the process and she isn't trying to learn more. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, I mean, she even said, like, she was stumping uh, in a video for, oh, I think that the guy that was running in Michigan in the prime, it was during the primaries and he ended up losing. Um, in the Democrat primaries. But she said, you know, we're going to flip this country um, red. to red. She was out there with Bernie. Yeah, and Bernie just kind of had this look on his face like, oh, my God. Because uh, Bernie uh, knows. That wasn't Michigan. That was Missouri, I think. Was it Missouri? I think so. Yeah, w- wherever it was. Um, and Bernie had this kind of like awkward smile where he's, and you know what he's thinking? She's wrong. This is the girl that's going to take my spot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. This is the girl that I'm, you know, everyone's telling me to move aside to make room for this chick um, who routinely gaffs. Um, you know, look, I, what is Aleppo? Like, I mean, you know, we, we, <laughs> it ha- these things happen, right? Like, <laughs> these things happen, but they keep happening and they happen a lot. And, it's, and then there's stuff that isn't gaffs. Like, for example, the infamous. Um, how, how are you going to pay for this? You just pay for it. You just pay for it. Which, that wasn't a gaffe. That's her answer to that. Right. And which so many people, so many people gave us, specific, like not just us, but anybody posting these memes, but gave lots of people crap about posting memes, making fun of her for not being able to pay for an apartment in DC. And we weren't making fun of her for not having money. 
No. We were making fun of her because you just pay for it in your own words, Alexandria. You just told us, you know, $33 trillion, where's that going to come from? Well, you just pay for it. You just pay for it. If you doubled the tax rate, that wouldn't be enough to pay for it. How are you going to pay for it? Well, you just pay for it. You just pay for it. And now you're telling me, I can't afford rent. Right. And that's where Just pay that, for it. so many people were like, why are you poor shaming her? We're not poor shaming her. We're making fun of her because you said you just pay for it. And then when I found out you had $15,000 in savings. That was the other thing. Yeah, it's like, screw you. Now she has and less it, than seven. Yeah, I saw someone post that she only has $7,000. And I'm thinking, this is the sweetheart of the left. She will be fine. Yeah. She and, will be fine. And what happened to the other eight? You just pay for it, Matt. You just pay. I mean, it's you probably one, for it. you just one of her suits. You just got you. Well, that was the other thing. Like that, that photo that she was in, like her shoes and off would be like two months rent or something yeah. like that. And that's probably, they just put her in those clothes. They may not. I, I'm hers, certain but, that was all gifted. Yeah. Probably yeah, so very I, legally. Oh, uh, I'm sure it was totally legal. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So I, I'm not poor. Like I wouldn't poor shame anyone. It's it's like you said. It's no. You don't get to say, "We'll pay for it." Okay, we'll pay for your rent then. Like, what do you want? Well, I don't have the money. Oh, Oh, really? I thought that that didn't matter. Apparently, that I mean, if you want the government to run that way, why don't you run that way? Exactly. Just just pay for it and worry about it later. Yeah. So speaking of the a person refusing to say something that makes sense. This Donald could be. Trump. I was going to say, are you going for the last one or the one before it? Because both work. Actually, both works. Um, but I, I like the order, and I'll t- and you're going to see why. Okay. Um, so, uh, so Donald Trump has essentially, reportedly, refused to go after the Saudis uh, for the Khashoggi. Khashoggi or Khashoggi. Khashoggi slash Khashoggi. I put assassination, but it's like torture and murder, and they chopped him up. Um, brutal brutal murder that they did of Khashoggi who is is he a U.S. citizen or a green card holder I think he's a green card I was trying to find that today and I could not find that he was a U.S. citizen because I I keep hearing people refer to him as a as a citizen but but my understanding was that he was a U.S. resident not a citizen right and people are super upset about this and I get it like what happened to him was awful awful but now, everybody, the CIA allegedly is going to be releasing a report that states that uh, the Saudi Arabian crown prince ordered this assassination. Oh, wow. Okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, I knew that they knew they were behind it, but I didn't know that they knew like specifically who ordered it. Right. So that came out two days ago, I guess. Something like that. Okay. Um, that came out like two days ago. And... They uh, So they asked Trump today, and they said, hey, are you going to be doing anything to Saudi Arabia for the brutal assassination, I guess, the brutal assassination of Khashoggi? And mm. he said, no. We need Wait, to... Other countries do stuff too. Right. We, they're good people on both sides. Um, just break just it out. Yeah. And then he said, I am not going to destroy the global economy over one journalist. Which, <laughs> so 
so this is my, my whole thing with this entire Khashoggi thing has been Khashoggi, whatever. First of all, he is not the sweetheart he was painted to be. And I'm not saying he deserved to be chopped up and murdered, but like this was a guy that palled around with, you know, terror groups and all sorts of fun stuff. So, I mean, he was not, he wasn't just a, a journalist that was critical of the Saudis. That's why he got killed was because he was critical of the Saudis. But this right. was a guy, this was truly a live by the sword type of guy. Um, um, again, not going to say he deserved being uh, chopped up. I don't think anyone deserves that necessarily. But um, so that's the first thing. Second of all, everyone's really upset that the Saudis did this. Where is your energy and anger about what they're doing in Yemen, which the U.S. government is helping to pay for? Right. Or Oh, that was the other thing. Trump said, if I do something, if I do something to the Saudis, they will begin to get their military, uh, their weapons and military, uh, crap, I can't remember the word he used, and their weapons and military, right. whatever, uh, from Russia and China. So he's essentially saying, oh, well, no, we need them to buy our stuff to blow up Yemen. So, and in doing so, so he, he was, I mean, honestly, he was brutally honest. Like, you know, he was other a, politicians would have found a more diplomatic way to say that, but he pretty much just said like, no, it's one guy and we're not going to screw up our, 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 our situation with the Saudis. Right. Um, which is a terrible situation, but in doing so, he also pretty much made it clear that the Saudis can almost do what anything they want. Pretty much. Where I there's mean, a lot of things they can do. I mean, they're, they're already bombing the ever-living crap out of Yemen. Yep. They, whether or not this guy was an American citizen, he at least was allowed to be here. He was at least an American resident. Yeah. Right. He was at least allowed to be here. Um, yep. They cut up somebody that was an American resident, even if he wasn't an American citizen, right, for right, right. saying bad things about their country and their government. Um. Actually, other than those two things, like I know Saudi's done so many awful things, but those are the only two that have been in the news this year um, that I can remember off the top of my head. Um, well, and I mean the way that they treat their own citizens, like I mean the way know, that they treat the women on a regular they, basis, like it's terrible. Over the way there. they treat women, the way that they treat uh, homosexuals, the way that yep. uh, if you were transgender, no, no, you're not. Um, not you're there. Trans have a head. Yeah, you know? you're, you're sans head. Um, <laughs> You know, if, if, if you're gay, you're being thrown off of a building, right? Like, right over right. ten stories tall. Um, like the way that they treat their citizens is awful, and you're everybody's getting upset over this journalist because he's a member of the media. Because he's, yeah, because the media was like, oh, they can't do this. Yeah, like, instead, like okay, it's one thing to bomb like poor brown kids in Yemen, you know, and murder however many children. And, and, you know, you're, you're brutal. That's, that's bad. Don't hurt a journalist. Right. It's pretty yeah. much what they're saying. Blow like this is one of those. Kill all the gays that you want. Kill, kill all the as trans many people. homosexuals right. as you want. Leave Wh the journalists alone. Right. Women so. can't do anything. Wh women's rights are not non-existent over there. But, oh, you killed one journalist? You well, they, okay, you probably killed journalist. multiple journalists, but you killed one that we all know and like. So... Right. You killed yeah. this one specific journalist, and now I can't believe Trump wouldn't do anything. Now, granted, his answer it was not great. It was not a great answer. 
It was not a good answer. It was a but brutal, it was true. It was a brutally honest answer, but it was, it was not a, a good brutally one. honest answer. But it was not a good answer. It was not a good answer. But it was a true answer. It was true. It was a hundred percent true. It was a hundred percent true. One of the things I like as an anarchist that I like, or I'm not sure like, that I appreciate about Trump is that he's elim- He's in in many ways he is eliminating this f- farce that government acts in good faith. He's very clear often about how brutal government is. And people get upset and they go, you're undermining our institutions. And it's like, no, he's just saying how it is. Um, He's doing what Obama did, but he's talking about it like how it, how he's actually doing it as opposed to Obama who would talk about rights and, you know, liberties and, 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 and fairness and equality while, you know, drone bombing more children than any other Nobel peace laureate. So, you know, so I, 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 you know, I don't appreciate that Trump is doing it, but I like the fact that he's at least, that he says it and that people are getting a glimpse that this is how government works guys, just because Trump's the one of the only ones that's actually just saying it in real terms. It doesn't really change what they've been doing all along. So and I, like, I don't believe, I don't believe any president over the last 30 years. Let me think about that real quick. Yeah. Any president yeah. over the last 30 years would not take action on Saudi Arabia for this. None of them. They all would have come out there and they would have said something completely different than what Trump said. Exactly. They would have made a strongly worded statement and done nothing. And done nothing. You know, like Obama would have done a, uh, we really condemn the, we really condemn the actions of the Saudi crown prince, but. This is unconscionable. And then they'd still continue doing what Trump's doing. Right. Right. And then nothing would change. And And everybody would would just take the the one statement and be like, Oh, well look, he's, he's saying he disagrees with it. Yeah. He's against it. He's against it. And, and Trump didn't say he's for it. Like he he did. Yeah. He did kind of go back and forth on whether or not he believed that they had anything to do with it. Cause I think he doesn't want to screw up whatever deals that they have in place that much. And he goes, maybe they did, maybe they didn't, but I did. They did. Everybody knows they did. A little bit of backstory on Saudi Arabia. So, Saudi Arabia, um, besides the fact that they're buying U.S. uh, weapons to destroy Yemen, Saudi Arabia for the past few years now has been producing oil at full capacity. Um, Actually, just past their advertised peak capacity. As much oil as they can churn out, they've been churning out for quite a while now. They've been completely ignoring any any anything from uh, they're they're a member of um, um, OPEC, but they completely ignore all the OPEC quotas. And in doing so, they have all all the other countries are also ignoring the quotas and, and pumping out. And it doesn't matter how much the price drops down, they just keep pumping it out. Um, and they're they're doing it to provide political cover to the U.S. and to keep energy prices low. And to not get scapegoated on if, you know, if we end up in a recession because of energy prices. But they're also doing it because they know that it gives them a pass to do whatever the hell they want, whatever the hell they want. As long as they keep pumping out oil um, as fast as they can, which they, you know, make good money selling. It's not like they're doing it at a loss. But so long as they keep pumping out oil as hard as they can, they know they can do whatever they want. And I think that's probably what Trump was talking about when he says, I'm not going to, you know, crash the global economy. It would be if, 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 the U.S. were to take actual, 
you know, economic sanctions or something like that against Saudi Arabia, it would throw a massive wrench in the global economy, which is built on boom bust cycles and, uh, and, you know, and, and uh, uh, trade agreements between governments. So, I mean, he's right. He's right. It's not good that he did it. It's not good that they did it, but he's right. Like it would be stupid for him to hurt the global economy and stop the U.S. war machine uh, in order to avenge a single journalist. And they're not going to do it. And neither would have Obama. He just would have, he would have done it more diplomatically, but right. that he, just he means he's just, lying. Right. He would just come out and sternly been like, you know, we don't approve. Bill yeah, and, so, and Bush, Bush would have done, done the same thing. Bush would have done the same thing. You know, he would have talked about, you know, having uh, friend, friends in the, friends in the Saudi government. Got friends over there, yep. and then Clinton. Clinton would just come out and go, no, they're just having a good time over there, man. <laughs> Which means they would have all been lying. They like, all would have been lying. Everyone. They all would have been lying. Trump, Trump to least, his credit, wasn't lying. He at least told he just, the exact. He told the hundred percent truth on it. It's horrific that he's doing it, but everyone else would have done it too. Too, and he was saying why he would do it. So, speaking of Trump standing behind people. <laughs> Who talked about murdering people? Okay, I see where you, I see where you were going with that segue now. I think it would have been better with the Alexandria. But anyway, whatever. <laughs> so Cindy Hyde Smith is the Republican candidate for the Mississippi for for U.S. Senate representing Mississippi. Right. Um, she uh, ended up in a three way race between uh, Chris McDonald. McDaniel, McDaniel. Um, who, who was the more conservative Republican, um, more of a firebrand, and Mike Espy, who's the Democrat, and none of them got 50%. Right. So they're headed to a runoff for next Tuesday, I believe, or the Tuesday the, after. No, next Tuesday. Is it, it is next Tuesday? Okay. So uh, a week yeah, from today, we'll, we'll know what happened there. Um, maybe. Maybe. I mean, if they're like Florida, no. No one's like Florida. That's true. But it's gonna, but it well, Georgia was like Florida. Um, so the the reason she was picked was because she was seen as the more electable choice. Chris McDaniel uh, is more conservative. Um, he could have been painted as a neo Confederate and all this other stuff. So the idea was was that um, this Hyde Smith, Cindy Hyde Smith, who by the way was a Democrat up until twenty ten. Um, that she was the more electable, but a, but a Mississippi Democrat, but a Democrat, right. um, that she uh, that she was the more electable option. Well, guess what she did? Um, so she was at a campaign stop and she was talking about someone that was, I think, the person that introduced her. It was the farmer that the campaign stopped, whose house it was. Oh, okay, yeah. And she said in vi- on video HD video, uh, she said that if he invited her to attend a public hanging, she would go. And then I believe at that same stop, she was talking about something about with voting. That was a, that, okay. So that's a different stop. Cause that was, was that at, a different stop. That was at a college campus. Cause she was talking to younger voters. Okay. And she said something along the lines of, well, you know, there's a lot of these voters, liberal voters in these schools, and we want to make it harder for them to vote. Uh, we, she we, said, she, okay, so basically what, it, what I gathered from the video is that she was talking to a group of, I'm going to say college Republicans. 
I don't right. know, um, you know, some sort of chapter of some sort of Republican group. Conservative and, students. Yeah, yep. conservative students. And she, um, she said, now there are a lot of voters at, there are a lot of those other voters at some of those other schools right. um, that aren't, that say that they're going to, that say it's difficult to vote. Maybe we need to make it harder to vote. That would be great if they didn't go out and vote. Something along, right, 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 right. Something along right. those lines. And now Mississippi, very well known for having a pr- large number of predominantly black schools. Yep, yep. They also have a long history of public hangings of black people uh, for the crime of being black often. And also they have a proud history of voter suppression of black people. Yep. So these comments were, not, and this woman was alive for all of that. And, uh, and, uh, and then she showed up, well, it was a Facebook post from 2014, but today it got resurfaced of her wearing Confederate Union or Confederate uniform. Um, now, granted, I'm going to give her a pass on this one because she was wearing this at a Confederate museum in Mississippi. And it said, this museum is great. You get to learn a lot about Mississippi history here. Right. So it's not like she adorned this Confederate uniform and went out in the streets. She was at the museum. (laughs) And part of her tour, they said, hey, would you like to wear this? And she said, And what year was that that she was wearing it? I think it was 14. Okay. So she was already a Republican. I was going to say if it was earlier than that, that she was a Democrat when she did it. Um, but Democrats before 2010 are basically Republicans. So. <laughs> Especially in Mississippi. Right. Um, none of the, the, I've seen some people that have tried to say, well, you know, she was just saying, you know, that's an old saying, public hanging. I'm like, I'm from the South. I've never. I have never once heard that I've in any never, other term. I've never, I live in Ory County, South Carolina. Okay. We, there are neighborhoods that are still a large house with a white family in it surrounded by a bunch of trailers with black families in it that at one point they all, almost all of them descend from the owner and the slaves. And then, which then became the the property owner and the sharecroppers and they all still live around. Like, I mean, there are some of the most brutal stories from slavery um, and segregation are from this County and this state. I've never heard a single person uh, uh, casually mentioned, well, I'd go to a public hanging if you invited me. I've never heard that. No. And I've heard a lot of stuff. <laughs> I mean, a lot of stuff. I grew, I grew up in Virginia, which obviously not, yeah, you know, Virginia, still, yeah. still part of the South kind of sort of like, depending on where you are in Virginia, my part right. was definitely in the North. Um, but you know, people always made fun of me from coming from this backwoods area. And I said, no, that's West Virginia. And <laughs> And we, uh, which, you know, they were the side on the North, which is weird. Um, but I, I know really they were the union side. <laughs> they yeah. were the union side, but, um, people always made fun of me about stuff like that. And in all honesty, like out, I don't remember any huge event of racism, racism happening in my town growing up. Like I know here in St. Pete, there was a huge race war in like 90, eight or 99 oh really oh yeah it was real bad apparently i was just learning about it the other day um hmm. it, it was real bad uh down in south st pete uh which is predominantly african-american and then 
something happened, and I don't remember what the guy said it was, but it essentially started a race war here in St. Pete. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'd never heard of that. No, I and I need to look more into it because I want to know more. But And yet, in your time in St. Petersburg, you've never heard anyone talk about a public hanging? No. No, yeah. I've never heard anybody talk about a public hanging. I've never, like, any, all of my, like, Tennessee... Uh, Virginia, Florida have been the places I've lived the most amount of time in my life. And all of them in the South. Yeah. All of them in the South. And I had to think on Tennessee for a second. Um, and in none of these places, did I hear anything of public hangings? Did I hear anything about, um, stopping black people from voting, stopping black people from voting? I I didn't I've never even heard anybody talk about stopping Demo- well I've heard people talk about stopping Democrats from voting. But- yeah, I've I've heard of the you know well uh, don't forget Republicans vote on Tuesday and Dems vote on Wednesday or, or vice versa Democrats say like I've heard right. that kind of stuff. Yeah. I've never heard like veiled references to stopping HBCU students from being able to vote. Right. Um. So as a result of this, some polls have her only a few points ahead of Mike Espy, uh, the the Democrat that she's going to be running against. Uh, or that she is running against that she's going to face off next Tuesday. He is uh, black, and um, a large number of um, black Democrats are either in uh, Mississippi now or are working their way there. Cory Booker, Kamala Harris, um, there are a few others that are coming. Um, Similar, I'm sure Hollywood will be there soon. Um, this has many flavors similar to the Stacey Abrams thing. Yeah. Um, I, I could see like, Mark Wahlberg showing up there. Oh, I can totally see Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg doing their stick again. Um, Oprah. I can see all of that. I'm sure that Obama will. Oh yeah. He's going to, he'll make, he's got to make an appearance. If he doesn't, that just says what every, um, progressive black Democrat has been saying about him for a while now, which is that he was, they were there for him. He's not there for them. Right. If he doesn't show up, then they were a hundred percent right about him. Did, did he show um, up to Stacey Abrams? Yes. Okay. Yeah. He showed up for Stacey and I think he showed up for Gillum as well. He did show up for um, Gillum. Yeah. I'd have to think he's going to show up, but Trump's going, Trump is holding rallies. Now this is how tense the situation is. Trump shouldn't have to hold rallies in Mississippi. Like, this should be an easy election. And I have to think that McDaniel right now would be doing better than old uh, public hanging. Uh, <laughs> public hang- old public C- hangings and nukes is the casual, the casual uh, 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 verbiage that's being used by, by the, the polite society now uh, that and, are in the halls of Congress. Yeah, and yeah so we've got... I forgot his name. Eric Swalwell. Yeah, Swalwell. Eric Swalwell. You've got Eric Swalwell, who is talking about nuking people if they don't want to give up their guns. And then you've got Senator Cindy Hyde-Smith, who's only been senator since, like, May. Um, Right, right. uh, You've got Cindy Hyde-Smith talking about... (laughs) talking about uh, public hangings and actually using voter suppression against... Democratic voters. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say that she's saying. Yeah, because in her defense, she never actually said like we need to stop black people from voting. Right. She just said other. She was talking about Democrats, but she said that would be great if we could do that. But this is in a state where like two thirds of the Democrats are black. Like right. this is not a northern state where you got a lot of white Democrats. Right. 
So like when you say Democrat in like a Mississippi or an Alabama or a South Carolina, I think in South Carolina, something like 60% of Democrats are black. Um, we kind of know what you're saying when you say that. So, so I don't know. Are we, are we going to do a prediction on, on who wins this? We can. I still think it's her. Yeah, I still think she's going to win. <laughs> I still, if, if Trump does a rally down there, I think it's her. I think she's going to win. Because the, the bell ringing that I saw was that she was as low, and it was a private poll, so they didn't release the crosstabs, and it was a leaked poll, that she, only, that she was only five points ahead. Well, that's solid. <laughs> like, that's... That's not a nail biter. It's closer than you would think it would be in Mississippi. But if she's actually five points ahead, that's a call it by nine thirty type of thing, right? Or even sooner. That's right. a call it by eight. Well, whenever the if the that's a call it within two hours of the polls closing. If, yeah, she's, if she truly ends up being five points ahead, right? And that's going to be if the poll. Let's say the polls close there at seven, because I don't know. Uh, right, yeah, yeah I don't by, know. by nine o'clock, you'll know. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I have to think. Or 10 o'clock Eastern. Yeah. 10, oh, that's right. Because they're central, right? Yeah. See, I never think that. So, yeah. So I, I have to think she's going to win. Um, also, it already got released. Now it's going to be the Thanksgiving holiday. Hope, hopefully for her, she's not going to have any other insane stuff that comes out. But who knows? It's Thanksgiving, um, though. That's when the most crazy things are being said. Now, granted, it should be around her family as a good Republican candidate. Like, but if she goes out in the public that day, you never know. Everybody's well. She's a gaff machine, apparently. I mean, yeah. she, who says that? Everybody. <laughs> who says these things in front of people? I don't say these things, and no, I'm an anarchist. I have I never once called been. for a public hanging. I've never like. I never a, even, I don't a, even think I would go to a public hanging. I would definitely if it's a rapist or something like that or a murderer maybe. I don't I you know what I would I would wish them well on their hanging, but I don't think I'd go. I don't think I'd go. I don't like I've never gone to it. Like I don't know if you're allowed to just go to a, to a lethal injection or whatever. You can stand outside, I think. Yeah, but most people that do that are to protest, not in not in support. <laughs> you know, people are like, yay! <laughs> Good job, DOC. Yeah, nice job for injecting that for injecting cocktail. That, guy. that cocktail of really painful drugs into somebody. Yay! What do we want? More injections. When do we want it? Now. So, yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, maybe she won't. I, I think she... I, I would say she's... Three quarters likely to 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 win it. I, I don't I don't see her not winning it. She'd I, have I think, to do something like, and this is going to be crazy. She's going to have to do something really stupid, like stupid, stupid, like stupid. Like she hasn't hit that level yet for her to lose that race. I like I'm again. I'm in Horry County, South Carolina. You tell a, a the average, especially older white conservative leaning voter that someone said this and they'd probably chuckle like that's probably true like and they say say we're desensitized oh they're beyond the boomers are beyond desensitized because they were like told to 
hide under the desk if the nukes come. Like they're beyond desensitized. Um, but yeah, I mean, you, if you tell a, and, and I think, you know, we talked about this for the, with the midterms that there were a lot of people that voted Republican and then showed up to the watch party and, you know, pretended to be sad that, you know, Gillum lost. Um, you got a lot of people like that who are like, I don't care. I'm still going to vote Republican because, you know, my bottom line is, is better, you know, tax wise or, you know, whatever. Um, and and then you've got the ones, and again, this is Mississippi, you've got the ones that are like, good, I'm glad she said that. I hope that black people don't vote. Like, I mean, so, so yeah, so I, I still say she wins. I think she wins. Yeah, I think, I think she wins. I can't, yeah, I can't I see, I just, unless in the next week, she does something really stupid. Yeah. She'll never run for president. No. But in Mississippi, mm. yeah, I think she wins. No, I, I don't even see her being Senate Majority Leader or a minority. No, I don't yet. see like, she, she'll be a a, a a a one or two term senator, and then they'll they'll find someone that uh, probably McDaniel that that will replace her. But yeah, I, I think that I think she wins that. And oh, we went through all of our stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm actually really surprised that we did it in under two hours. Ladies and gentlemen, we successfully parsed the week's news we did you got and it didn't take the seven hours i thought it would right yeah i I was really i was settling in for a very long (laughs) episode and then the first couple we knocked out and i was like all right we might be able to get this done in less than two and we've done it yeah i'm proud of us i'm very proud of us i feel that i'm proud of you guys for watching yeah for for all the real ones out there all of you real ones out there thank you so much yeah um, so who do you have on this week? This week I have Robin Kerner. Thanks. Jacob said, good job guys. Good hey, job, Jacob. Thanks, Thank Jacob. you. Thanks. Good Jacob. job to you too, Jacob. Um, I have Robin Kerner who is a, uh, political analyst and, uh, uh, political speaker and also a trainer and activist. He trains, uh, libertarian and trains and educates libertarian activists. Um, and, uh, he has, uh, um, he has books and he has a program and all sorts of stuff. So he, uh, it's, it's going to be a good, it's going to be a good one for, for tomorrow. Uh, Robin Kerner, I'm going to have him on, I think eight, I think we, we settled on 8 PM. And, uh, who do you have on for the writer's block? Well, it's Thanksgiving. So nobody. Oh, that's right. It's Thanksgiving. Yeah. <laughs> there will so be on no- a special episode of the writer's block. Matt will be eating. Yes, I will be, I will be eating. I will not be live streaming that. Um, cause that's, not what I want to do for Thanksgiving. <laughs> if you, if maybe, you, maybe I'll live stream it. People like watching people eat. They do, yeah. For some reason, I don't. Yeah, I, I don't, don't get it. But, but all right. Um, so yeah, so I may or may not go live eating <laughs> for for this week's episode of the Writer's Block. Spike might go live eating. <laughs> the Spike Eater's Block. So uh, yeah, uh, just everybody out there, have a great Thanksgiving. Um, yeah. You know, spend time with whoever you want to. Don't even care. Uh, exactly. And have a great Black Friday, too. And don't kill anyone for right. a toaster. Wait for Cyber Monday. Seriously. You get to sit at yeah. home. Just relax. Like, there are some great deals out there. No one has to die. No one has to die. Especially now you can get it online. No one has to die. No one even has to go outside. So take it easy. Have a great uh, Thanksgiving. Join us again for next Tuesday, where we will be 
I guess live blogging the the we'll be doing yeah. live the the election between Cindy Hyde Smith and Mike Espy. I think that next, I think that's what next week's gonna primarily be about. That's what it looks like. It's very special. It's a it's it's a very special election. A very special episode of the Muddy Waters. It's not elect apocalypse. It's more of an elect uh, elect getting <laughs> what it's a lesser. Electageddon. Electageddon. <laughs> okay. Is that worse? So, is that is that better than well, I think I guess not. Elect <laughs> It's an, an elect, elect it's an elect campfire. It's an elect oh god. <laughs> I mean that is technically not as bad as It is not as bad as Armageddon. As Armageddon or Apocalypse. Right. It's just a forest fire. It's just a forest fire. In one it'll, part. it'll it'll present an elect electoral dumpster fire right we'll have on tuesday that sounds weird. um so yeah so <laughs> that sounds so much less <laughs> so much not as bad as the campfire yeah um by the way this has ruined campfires for so many people yeah was this started by a campfire i don't know i i just saw it was being called the campfire so we'll find out by next tuesday whether why it's being called the campfire yeah so yeah so tomorrow uh robin kerner on my fellow americans Thursday is Thanksgiving. Enjoy time with whomever you enjoy your time with. Uh, Friday, take it easy with the deals. And Cyber Monday, take it easy with the deals there too. And we will see you again on Tuesday. Have a great week. And where we're going, we don't need roads. Just one drink